Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We would like to acknowledge the Turrbal and Yagara peoples as the traditional owners of these lands where we stand, recognizing that these have always been places of meeting and sharing. I'd also like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I'm, I'm scared that we don't actually know our own theme music. I was listening to the Marin episode yeah. and I was like literally jamming out in the middle of the street <laughs> to our theme song. Anyway. Um, yeah, hello. Welcome. Everyone. Hello and welcome to General Queries, everyone, a podcast about the Brisbane queer scene. I'm your host, Talia. I'm joined by Megan, my dulcet tones. Sup, girl? <laughs> How you doing? I am actually very well. We had a very emotional episode with Arden and they are just everything that I want to be. But I'm, stunning in every I'm way. just so sad now. <laughs> this the the story that they told was like really like sad about their experience, and I was like, I'm so angry now. But you're just a passionate little being. I'm a passionate. I'm just a really intense ally. Um, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just very I'm just intense. Straight, and I really, I really I just love want being everyone here to, to have a wonderful day. <laughs> um, we're also joined in the studio today uh, by my by, dulcet tones because we didn't say that. Oh yeah, you're joined. Thank you so much. We're yes. joined uh, with your dulcet tones. Uh, we're also joined uh, by Harry. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm good. And a surprise guest. Yeah, we weren't expecting oh, no. this one, but we kind of just pulled them off the street. Yeah. It was Literally. like, oh, we're having coffee. So I was like, come and be interviewed. It's so, Livy, guys. It's me. It's Livy Watkins. Hello. It's, is it Livy or Olivia? Which one Livy. do you prefer? Livy. Livy. Everyone okay. calls me Livy. That's my title. Livy likes Skivvy. <laughs> yeah. Megan like vegan. Livy likes Skivvy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. We're, we're kind of out here not having Talia really like th- Malia no, absolutely and not. Harry like Barry. I normally <laughs> just say Harry you. like the prince or the wizard. Oh. oh. Like, okay, that's fancy. That's fancy. people always hear me say my name. And You're then a wizard, Aaron, Harry. And I'm like, no. Aaron. Aaron. How I'm like, you? how? Okay. Also offended. I was called. <laughs> also offended. I was called Justine the other day. I work <laughs> at, a, at a call center, and they were like, "Oh, okay, so Justine." I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> I guess sure." So. Justine. Um, that that's a whole nother level Justine, of just like disregarding Justine, people. Justine, Justine. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Harry, yes. what's up? How do you identify? Um, oh my well, god! Yeah, I just did it. I said that question. We don't. That. We don't say. I just said <laughs> it. That's right. Um. Yeah. I'm just a regular old a garden gay variety man. gay. <laughs> Nothing too exciting there. Pronouns. Uh, he him. Just a big fancy. strong man. You know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and Livy hit me well in the face. 
people call me she, her, and I'm totally fine with that. I feel like at the moment um, a lot of what I've sort of been like navigating around this year has just been like becoming okay with not being sure about things. Like you don't have to have it all figured out, you know. I love it. Oh, I love that. I love it. Um, so, yeah, uh, people call me she, her, and I'm definitely some kind of gay Ladies. Um, yeah, labels later. I'm mm. just going to be living my life. Definitely yeah. love the women though. Yeah, women are great. Um, <laughs> they're pretty good. I'm not yeah. quite sure what's happening here, but women, mint. Mint. Oh, mint. Men just have to part their hair wrong. Um, but we've, we've had like two episodes of just like full on. Like shitting on men. I apologize. <laughs> it's, um, we're sorry. <laughs> however, <right>. um, <laughs> yeah, so cool. Um, shall we start with you? Um, yep. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, so what's what's life like being a gay dude? Oh, what's it like in, <laughs> what's it like in Brisbane? What's it, yeah, what's, oh. what's that like being in the community? I don't know. It's pretty chill. Can't say I'm the most like active member of the community and stuff. I just mm. do my own thing and. I don't know. What does an active member look like? I feel like everyone's like, we're not an active <laughs> member of the community. But like, what is an active member yeah. of the community? Well, it's like when there's like gay events and stuff. It's like, yeah. I'm always like. Wearing mm, pride flags. It's lazy. capes all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, those things are expensive. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. true. They are quite expensive. And so much. I'm still finding glitter in my, like a, a tub of glitter spilled in my bag. Oh, no. So everything I own is covered in glitter. <laughs> I thought you were about to say like your pride flag was covered in glitter. And I was like, that's, oh, no, that's what you want. That's I don't own a pride flag. The gayest, the gayest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, what was it like moving? Cause you were like raised outside of Brisbane. What was yes. it like moving into Brisbane? Like what was that first experience? Well, I mean, first I was just a bit shook by how many people there were. <laughs> yeah. Remember, yeah, like the first day I got this here, ter- I was like, okay, We're not in stuff. Kansas anymore, Toto. And we're just walking around Queen Street and I'm like, where are all these people coming from? <laughs> how are there this many? Spawning. <laughs> Spawning in the buildings. Yeah. So there was that and then just dealing with public transport. I like avoided it as much as possible for the while. <sighs> public transport like, is pure garbage. I just didn't want to try to figure it out. No. Nah. And then like I was kind of forced to because I had to go to QTC for uni classes. Thanks <sighs> QUT. <laughs> <laughs> was that the university for the real world? <laughs> hey, um, I didn't actually have to attend those classes at QTC, but apparently they were okay. So they were I mean, good. they weren't too bad. Yeah. But like I was like I lived on campus. Yeah. So I was oh. like, oh. Absolutely <laughs> cheated. Right? Yeah. You have to get over to the other side of the river. Thanks, oh. guys. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. down to the river. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so um like I'm as we have already said, I'm I play dumb cop. Um, what is like when did you decide that you were gay, I guess? Like when did you when did that come to fruition? Well, it's actually um because of my brother. Um, you know what they say, um, how if you tell someone something enough, then they'll start to believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, when we were children, he'd always call me gay. So I'm guessing it was because of him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, <bruh. laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah. it's just like classic story, chilling in good old beef capital. Then suddenly I'm like, hmm. That boy over there. Ooh, <laughs> oh, <no>. Hello. <laughs> um, the but I was also like, boy. no, 
<laughs> bad. Yeah. And that was like, I think grade six, I've sort of had my first like crush on a boy, mm. but I like didn't acknowledge that until mm-hmm. I came out in like start of grade 11, I think. Um, that was fun. Had a beard before that. And what a wild time nice. that was. Yeah. What kind of like response did you get? Oh, um, well, the let's see. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, I told her and she was like, because like we've been dating for like five months or something. Um, and by dating, I mean, I asked her out. She said yes. And then we didn't speak. <laughs> that's, that's how relationships go. Communication absolutely. is absolutely not key. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. just have to you meet know. up, look presentable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was that. I told her, she was like, do you like me anymore? And I'm like, mm, I never did. Gay. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, cool. That's the chillest nice, kind right? of response. Love that. Yeah. And then I told my best friend, Natalie, and she, we like went to a park, right? Because like, I didn't want to do it in my house because my family heard and didn't yeah. want to do it at her house because like, didn't want her family to hear. Mm. Um, and we had like two hours. And for the first hour and 45 minutes, I was just like, look. Like we sat down and she's like, so what is it you need to tell me? And I'm like, let's go play on the playground. Yes. <laughs> so we did that for two hours and 45 minutes and then had 15 minutes at the end where I'm like, oh, gay, etc." Yeah. Big neon sign. Mm. And yeah. then you run away. Yeah. Yeah. Literally run. Sprint. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And then, I mean, I love my mother's response. It was all I wanted. I was like sitting there after trampolining and. I was like, oh, mom, and I have to tell you something. And I'm like hiding behind like the water bottle. I was like, oh, I'm so nervous. Then I'm like, I'm gay. And she's like, and? <laughs> <laughs> yes, shout out to those mums. Yeah. Oh, my God. But don't, don't you ever feel a little bit robbed when you get the kind of like. The, I wanted and, the. <gasps> yeah, like I really, I really wanted the big, you know, like she she sweeps her gown like, and she goes, oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> I've lost my child. You are no son of mine. Oh. That's right. She has another son, so like. Oh, like it's it. fine. <laughs> <laughs> An heir and a spare. Yeah. Yes. And then, oh, and then my sister, right, told her immediately after telling my mum, went into her room, and I'm like, Bridget, gay, because I was like on a high or whatever. And gay, she's gay. like, and she's like, get out of my room. And then I <laughs> because you're a gay. <laughs> then I found out after moving down here to Brisbane, which was like two years later, one of no way, no way, I found out, but this happened like six months after I came out, yeah. one of her friends mentioned it and Bridget's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he oh is. He God. didn't tell me. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Bridget, we're she calling just, you out. She just straight up forgot that I came out. Forgot about the gay. Oh. People do that, though. Iconic. They're just like, they're just you like, oh, like, me this not and now I'm surprised. <laughs> the truth is too much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, man. So yeah, just like super chill. Yeah. I was like hoping at school that it would like spread around and be like a. And you wouldn't have to come out like to everybody or. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like That's I was exhausting. It would just like spread around and everyone would be like, oh, how scandalous. And like someone yeah, would say something about so. it. But everyone's just like, oh, cool. I guess. Okay, like, like who cares? Damn. Oh. I was like, just everyone was super chill. Probably because I was like. <laughs> A drama student. Oh yeah, I did trampolining. Yeah, I was a like lot of very these gay. things are sounding like I would have been like, yeah, I know. Like <laughs> that's literally been my reaction. Hi, everyone. Right. One of my friends said to me, Megan, like I, I like she and I went to youth group together. So Jesus, people. Oh, um, cute. And she turned to me and she goes, Megan, um, I've I've got to tell you something, and I want to tell you before I talk to the study group, like our Bible study group. 
um, I'm, I'm gay. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, oh, and I'm like, yeah, I've known for ages. Like it, it's fine. Like, it, like just tell them it's all good. Nah. Nah. Like, like trampolining bro <laughs> i have a I have after a- trampolining i told my mom that i was gay and she was like and yeah well, yeah i love it like you know it's like i feel like i was subconsciously 10 years prior <laughs> <laughs> planning i was like if i do trampolining everyone will just know everyone will just know if i'm a drama boy like exactly i I formed my whole life around everyone not around caring when I come out. Yeah. yeah. You, you definitely, I think you definitely gravitate toward things that allow you to sort of be more like yourself. Mm. Like, you know, you end up doing things that are a little bit more flamboyant or I don't know. What I, did I you like do? Like what did happens. you like um, to, to kind of express the queer before you came out? Like what, what was it that you were doing? Well, it's funny. I've never really properly come out. I think I've always just kind of been different. Um, uh, when I was in primary school, you know, I was just a bit of a, a tomboy, I guess, but not yeah. really. I would always dance the boy part at Dance Fever. If anyone's listening to this and they did Dance Fever, shout out. Um, <laughs> oh, I love Dance Fever. Um, but um, a lot of these sort of expression did come from uh, music and drama class in primary school and then in high school again. Um, yeah. I love and it. Debating. Very. Oh, very. debating. <laughs> I also did debating. Oh, really? Yeah, I love it, as you can probably tell. I'm such an Aries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so true. I think, so tr- I think it's really funny that everyone's like, oh, like drama and music is such like a such like a queer thing because I've got a we friend. We only talk about arts on this podcast. Yeah, like- let's be honest. <laughs> we really want to put together like an arts podcast, but also we don't have the time for that. So don't what we've done is we've just grabbed everything we wanted to make podcasts out of and crammed them into Yeeted one Yeeted it into podcast. one thing. Um, and that's it. That's our show. Um, but like I've got this friend who – will always talk about the time he had to come out as straight and because like he was, he was really into musical theater and he dresses um, really nicely. So I've immediately oh. thought gay, gay, gay. Yeah. Everyone looks at him and goes gay, 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 gay. And you're like, <laughs> well, hmm. I like women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it's really interesting that everyone's just like theater. The yeah. gays. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's a, it's an accurate stereotype. I mean, if sure. we saw Fast, just look most at of Glee. it was just... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and like, yeah, a lot of, uh, in fact, not just Fast, like a lot of, um, a lot of Brisbane theatre now is gravitating hugely towards the LGBT community, mm-hmm. which is great, but also like... The expression and exploration of queerness within theatre is something, like, I think is a good medium for the exploration of. Mm. Um and I think that's that's why there is so much of it because now we're finally getting spaces that will accept these explorations. So. Can I just say though, just can I just like meh, do a little bit of a sidebar? Um, yes. I did go to like an experimental uh, like, you know, showing um, of new work. Um, not fast, but another mm. like a it's a monthly thing. I don't want to say the name of it, but um, it's like a monthly thing. Super racist. Oh. Super racist. Um, it was like, like a consistent. it was like a drag show. Um, and not not a consistent thing, but there was one particular show that was hugely 
um, you know, appropriation and really unacceptable. Um, and my friend was there with me and she, she's a person of colour and uh, she recorded it and uh, the, a lot of people recorded it and a lot of white people recorded it and the organisers of this event came up to my friend who's a person of colour and like only spoke to her about how they didn't really want their event slandered and yeah so just because you're queer doesn't mean you can appropriate other cultures because mm. this person performing was very much white passing mm. um if not you know a white person um yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's, that's a huge thing Exciting. that's what i would so definitely like say if you don't want to be slandered don't be racist don't be <laughs> racist like yeah. oh, super racist. oh my lord <laughs> i think that yeah there's there's a lot of um text just just text on stage uh more and more that is we're talking about how a queer text is sort of emerging uh, at the moment mm. but not a lot of performance that um looks really critically at the sort of systems of, of gender, generally more systems of hegemony that, that manifest themselves in performance. So you can say stuff that is that sounds gay and you can do gay stuff and be like, ooh, this is so fun. Mm. But you, you also have to, as someone who's making something, you have to really look critically at like what you're doing. Um, mm. And I feel like people don't, usually realize you have to do both of those things yeah you need to get a really good dramaturg because otherwise your work is not going to mean anything um you have to get very good at looking at your own work as well yeah very um, critically if you can't yeah like if you can't look at your own work and question it then mm. always have a reflective journal always yeah. have a reflective <laughs> journal that's what we've been taught reflective but practice I, I everyone i just want to make a, a distinction and say i don't think that this is just queer theater i think this is just generally more like of you know white people making stuff mm. um yeah. and like uh i think racism in the queer community is just like a really big thing it's a huge because, um, thing you know mm. oh you can be this or that but there are other like other privileges that just aren't really acknowledged exactly yeah and i mean you know we have said on this podcast before we absolutely do not tolerate tokenism um any people of color that we have had on the podcast we have because they are like wonderful people not because they're people of color um and you know we're all all of us in this room are white um so we can't really speak about the effects of racism because <laughs> like i have white privilege um but yeah we we definitely don't condone any of that racist bullshit um <laughs> yeah like um <laughs> I feel I feel like I should probably um just do a little bit of backtracking because we talked about fast without actually explaining what fast was. Yeah. So Festival um, of Australian Student Theatre. Yeah, it's held at Le Bois. At Le Bois. It was held in early November. Yes. yes. Yeah. We'll use this as a shameless segue to yeah, talk about to talk your about show your in show. Fast. Oh, if you hadn't called that out of a segue, it would have worked so well. Oh well, <laughs> that's fine. Um <laughs> so, so tell us about your show. It was amazing. Um, just just also to clarify, Megan and I both went to go and see it. And it made me cry um, a little bit. It was bit. such a good time. <laughs> so Tell yeah. us Tell everything. Um, so the show was called Arrival. Um, it was about two teens. Um, they were like a couple. There was a boy and a girl played by mm -hmm. myself and Livy over here. And they didn't realize it. 
but they were both each other's beards. And coincidentally, they decided to come out to each other on the same night. Can so you that's explain what a beard is to the non-queer people who are listening? Um, a beard is when you're with someone uh, outside of your sexuality and it's kind of shielding the truth. Is that it? I don't know, like, definitions. I, yeah, hmm. I think yeah. It, my experience in being a beard, in being a beard, um, <laughs> <laughs> is mm. like uh, if – if someone's gay, but they want to pretend that they're not, they're or like, or, or for mm. yeah, if they want to like save that coming out, they want to save that issue for another time, um, then they have a beard to kind of to tell uh, to to pretend to the world that yeah. they are straight. Yeah. 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 So, for example, Harry Queen, you Queen. <laughs> um, if yeah, if you and Libby were dating, but. Both of you would be each other's beards, which is what the premise of the show was. Yeah. If mm. we were dating. <laughs> we said we wouldn't tell until our wedding. <laughs> A surprise wedding. Um, yeah, tell us, like, where did the show come from? Well, cute story. Yeah. Um, I was just hanging out in my lounge room and I put on Arrival by ABBA, the album. Um, got that record spinning. I was having a little dance. Oh, um, that's yeah. so cute. I love it. And uh, I just sort of uh, manifested this little story about, um, you know, with that premise, two people who kind of over one night have to tell each other the truth and become more comfortable with themselves in the process. Uh, and at the time, at the very, very beginning, the idea was that this would be their life in the 80s, sort of looking back at how things were then. But it changed into um, people, uh, these teens in the present or at least in the recent um, years, looking <laughs> looking back at other people's lives. Uh, someone pick pick it up. Take take it. Take take this yeah. from me. Yeah. I mean, when take we this from me. <laughs> yeah, when we uh, when we saw it, like that. That's what happened. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, like you guys are sitting there. What I found very interesting when we saw it is that nobody actually said they were gay. You guys did this really adorable little dance oh, and you had um, these two signs and Harry turned it around and it said gay and Livy turned hers around and said same. <laughs> um, and that's uh, I what I, I want to I wanna clarify that it's same three question marks yeah yes. yeah so oh yeah i didn't yeah, even notice was. that damn same question mark yeah it was a little bit of a uh it was very subtle it was it was such inclusion. a it was such a good yeah. moment because there's like all this party music they they've pulled out for the boas they're like very going for it oh, and then harry goes like he turns the sign around and he goes i'm gay <laughs> uh and you're like oh okay cool cool and so you're like okay what's what's gonna happen and then she turns the sign around and says same, same? question mark and it's just like a good moment yeah it was really like beautiful and wholesome like so much fun to make yeah like how what was the process like like what did you guys do like like and like in relation to like your own identities like how did you kind of the cat is moving and it's adorable um (laughs) how did you kind of make this come to fruition do you mind if I start it? Yeah, go for it. Uh, well, I think something that was really clear from the start was that it wasn't going to be um, the 
gay stories, the LGBT stories that you hear that aren't written by people who have those experiences because there's always a lens of tragedy or of, oh, my God, I'm uh, meeting myself for the first time. Mm. It was very much meant to be from a sort of more casual, everyday experience of this life. Mm. So um, there was a lot of brainstorming dialogue um, to sort of evoke that experience of um, an everyday life that is kind of affected by these big questions. But, like, you're still just chilling. Yeah. Like, yeah, we just wanted to be, like, really positive and uplifting because, like, so much of the sort of, you know, queer content like content art everything like mm. there's a lot of like is it so sad isn't my life so hard mm. being gay and it's like it can be but also let's just have fun mm. and <laughs> um often those isn't my life hard isn't this so sad those kinds of pains are just written in a way i think that pleases people who don't have those experiences because if it's mm. if you're watching that or this is at least in, in my experience, if I'm watching something that has that sort of torturous queer experience, I'm like, oh, great. This feels awful. Um, and it's because it isn't produced by people who have those experiences. Yeah. It, it isn't like it is in real life. It's dramatized so that a straight audience can have some kind of catharsis in watching that mm. pain. Almost ownership. Yeah. Almost ownership over it because, yeah, like I don't understand this experience and so I feel like I should and I feel like I should still be able to be involved in this community even though it actually has nothing to do with me. So, yeah, it was really nice to see queer media created by queer people because it was a lot more authentic is maybe the word I'm looking for. Like – um and so much more normalised. Like mm. it wasn't like we're gay and that's so edgy and like. Edgy. Isn't that so cool? Isn't that so cool? <laughs> isn't it cool that I'm queer? Like it was just very normalised. And, yes, the whole like, you know, the coming out sequence was like the dancing and, you know, that kind of stuff. But it was almost like, yeah, like a parody of, you know, it's not like this. <laughs> um but, like, what I found really good about it was, like, there was actually this little boy um, sitting in the seat in front of me. Oh, yeah. Like, this little child. Um, and his the lady next to him, the adult next to him, was obviously, like, his guardian or parent or whatever. And, like, she would keep, like, looking over at him and, like, smiling and, like, like grabbing his little hand. And he must have been, like, a young, like, queer person And I was like, oh, this is so good and wholesome because this is like it was exactly the kind of content that you want young queer people to see. So, like, what – how do you feel about that? I mean, I love that. Um, He is someone who I know. Um, He's a friend from work. Um, Mm. I got all my work friends to come and she bought her son. Um, And, yeah, no, she said that, like, he loved the show and he was, like, so into it. And, like, he was, like, asking a couple questions after, like, you know, like – what's the whole thing or whatever. Yeah. Cause he, I think he's like very young, like mm. nine. Yeah. Like, like if he is a young queer person, like he's not there yet. I mean, I, I just assumed like I was kind of just projecting a little bit, but <laughs> like, you know, regardless, like, mm. you know, well it's, it's 
it's funny, I think, even in discussions like this that are m- most centrally about uh, sort of queer ideas, queer pedagogies almost, um, it's, it's almost an apologising tone that we have for like assuming that, oh, this person might be gay. Oh, but like they don't have to be, uh, I'm sorry. And I know it's different because we are talking about someone who we don't know and who's a child. But if we assumed that someone was straight or if we assumed that someone just wasn't gay, we wouldn't be thinking about it or apologizing for it at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I just, you know, no, thoughts. That's a, yeah. that's a good no, point. That's, that's an excellent point. What kind of response did you get from the audience? I mean, yeah, I mean. Um, I mean, we were there, we were there. but like, we were there. As, as creators, were. what did what did you feel the uh, audience well, response was? I mean, because the first night um, we went, there was like a relatively small audience mm. um, who were like, yes, and like all that. It was um, so pretty it's like, full, actually. The first night? Yeah. Yeah. But like, they weren't like super energetic and like, mm. it was just like regular sort of theater audience. And we're like, oh, that went well, you know? Mm. That's yeah. cute. But then the second night, <laughs> there were so many people. Yeah, it was and like. It was chockers. That was the night Chocker that we blocked. went. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and everyone was just wild and standing. Like, o. it was so good. Yeah, like every bit that we like wanted people to laugh, the audience would be like screaming, and we're like, <laughs> "What is yeah. going on? What I'm, is like, going on?" I'm like on stage, and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Fast is also like a really beautiful like culture, and like it's a really beautiful supportive environment. So like, shout out to Lebois and Nick Siri and Jess Buns because they and Louisa were the and Louisa, yeah, Louisa, and <laughs> she was our hero Liz. and put up with all our last minute props and everything. Wholesome, oh <laughs> beautiful creatures. Well done. Um, yeah, I'm. I love that for you. Yes. I love. So, what are you doing with it now? Like, what are you gonna do with it? Well, we haven't actually had like a proper debrief where we discuss. Ooh, what are the steps? What's the ABC? But uh, we do. <laughs> we do know that we will continue to develop it and yeah. hopefully, you know, put it on again in the future. Mm. Um, for now, though, I think it is kind of a discussion that still needs to be had. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, sure. Thing. I think both of us. We've both said that like we want to take it further and like extend it a bit because mm. it was what a 20 minute yeah it was show. 15 20 minutes yeah it was 15 yeah um so we had 15 20 minutes show and, and then like 10 questions 10 yeah and some minutes. questions um and we've said like we want to extend it a bit because it takes place over uh like from we say like 7 p.m to sunrise um mm. and we've said that we sort of want to extend it a bit like extend the scenes before and after they come out and Mm. sort of flesh out the whole thing a bit because while we love it and it definitely had a sort of good vibe I think with all the like quick changes and like just little flashes of what Mm. they're doing we would like to I guess see what it looks like if we extended if we had it as a sort of longer continuous script instead of um Mm. these vignettes yeah, these tiny yeah. scenes yeah. that sort of jump together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's script development and then more talking. Yeah. What mm. was the um, the research part of it like? Like because part of the end half of the show is just talking about um, like queer people in the past. Yeah, and historical, and like queer history. Yeah. Mm. Um, what was that kind of research like? At first we were going to be doing, um, in the scenes that is, we were going to be just going through decades, certain decades, mm. and talking about what it would have been like then and fantasizing about, oh, perhaps what my life would have been like then. Mm. Oh, what if I was a 
beautiful gay postie living in the 1920s <laughs> version of New York. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Um, the Great Gatsby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Prohibiting alcohol and queers since 1920. Uh, <laughs> it's anyway. real. Um, Sorry. <laughs> And we, oh, what was it? I think we just sort of went, oh, what if we put a person in there? Yeah, because we were going through, yeah, they were just imagining like, oh, I, the 80s, the mm. and that's very descriptive what I'm saying. Thank um, you, Harry. Thank you. <laughs> but we had them just going back and imagining themselves and like how they would have acted and like sort of imagining what the time would have been like. Um, but then we thought to go for something a bit more grounded in which we used real figures who um, were real yeah. and like we could use their stories and stuff and mm. I guess give them exposure as well. Yeah. And in terms of how the research worked, um, we kind of just did it extremely fast and um, with not a lot of uh, like in-depth research. Mm. We didn't, we didn't, I think I said this in the Q and A, we didn't like go and buy mm. a, a queer history book off because they Amazon. don't exist. They do. Oh, they do. They? Yeah, they yeah. do exist. They're just really obscure. Yeah, yeah. I know there's again. One that kept... They do not exist. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we you, you have to. We do mostly relied on Google and like yeah, like I was looking at like of gays from history, best historical <laughs> gays, yeah. and like there'd be like lists that would go through, and mm. we sort of chose some people out of there, and then did some extra research. Yeah, because I think. We wanted to have their story, like, sort of give a very brief overview of their life mm. and then um, have, like, a primary source from them. Yeah. So with, like, Eleanor Roosevelt, we had the letters she was writing to um, Lorena. Mm-hmm. Um, with Carl Heinrich Ulrichs, we had the bit that he wrote mm. soon before his death. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was really that, – that was a part of the research that was really important. I kind of forgot about it that we did want to have that primary source for each of them. And we mm. didn't have it like straight from the horse's mouth for every single one. Yeah. yeah. Like with um, Deborah Sampson, um, she obviously lived back in revolutionary war times. So I know people back mm. then couldn't read and write as much and all that. Mm. So she had a biographer uh, sort of tell her story and it is kind of debated whether how much that biographer embellished and mm. sort yeah. of added stuff. Yeah. Um, have you, did you find that the language change really difficult? Because like as the language constantly develops, they they pick up like this, like homosexuals became gays and then we finally developed like language for like trans people and stuff like that. Did, did you find that a difficult kind of well, thing to navigate? Not really because we weren't really dealing with um, stuff from the time periods that was talking about gays. Mm. It was mostly just... Um, words about personal experience from the people. So uh, we didn't have to deal with what the social um, faculties were in each of the time periods. We just dealt with the person. Uh, But I do think that an exploration of how that language evolved over time will kind of come into play if we develop it more. Yeah, well, it's like um, with... Carl Heinrich Ulrichs, um, who was one of the people we talked about, he invented th- this term called that was like earning, and mm-hmm. ha- then which was like a gay man. I think he described it more sounding like 
maybe more trans. So sorry, Carl, if we're using the wrong pronouns. Because um, the description, I think, or definition was a female experience trapped in a male body. So like that yeah. sort of is something I think people use these days to mm-hmm. sort of describe what being trans is like. Um, so he might have been that and apparently like there was a lot but, of that. And Yeah, and, and it was also said that he was using that term to describe uh, specifically his experience of attraction yeah. toward men. So that was one moment actually. Yeah, uh, that was one moment where the language of the time was kind of funny to deal with. Mm. But we we just said he invented this word to describe his experience because there wasn't a word for it yet. Yeah, because, yeah, he also, like, I don't know what there was before him, but he invented a lot of words that were, like, you know, gay man and, like, lesbian and, like, other stuff like that. He was German. Mm. Um, <laughs> Honestly. It makes sense. It makes sense. I feel like after, now, now that we've finished that sort of initial stage of the project, mm. now is the point where we'll go back to the people that we were talking about mm. and research them more extensively because yeah. we really don't know a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just had to kind of make it. Yeah, because you know? we made a lot of the show in about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. Just, yeah. Just, uh, again. It was a great payoff for two weeks of many stress. <laughs> We apparently there was out. a lot of fast just people because I heard a lot of people just um like threw in applications last minute like um oh. meet Sam which was such a cute little application oh, so uh, yeah um installation not application um <laughs> yeah uh the artist and the software designer for software developer for meet Sam literally just like the night of applications closing went we're doing this let's do it oh, and then spent the next two weeks just trying to put together this installation um so yeah you're not alone mm. yeah. in, in the realm of fast theater people are like notoriously disorganized yeah oh and i'm a libra so <laughs> <laughs> and notoriously busy i think a lot of why we had to cram at the end was because you know it was semester then exam block then two weeks till the festival went yeah out. like yeah. <laughs> if you're a theater person, you're doing like 10 different projects at any one time. Like, yes, you are. Um, we're gonna uh, wrap up now, but yeah, we always like to ask as a little um, last question um, if there's anything you would say to those who are young or questioning, what would you, what advice what would, would you, you give them? What would you say to the baby gays? That's a good question. <laughs> what would you, what advice would you have liked to hear when you were younger? I have no idea. Um, I mean, like, I guess just live your life. Do you? If anyone has a problem, just tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Precisely. No, I, I like that advice. You may take that advice and as take it under your little as wing. You would like. <laughs> Living. I um, I when it comes to high school people, the first thing to say is life gets easier after high school. Um. But going back to last app, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, I feel like that's definitely a thing. Um, it's a theme, guys. Uh, but in terms of advice, I, I'm no expert, but I can say for me, something that's been um, helpful in my life is just to kind of uh, realize that anytime I'm breaking my back, worrying about what I am or what I should be doing. People who aren't dealing with uh, this kind of extra 
social experience, this extra um, thing that you have to navigate, they aren't stressing over this. So why Why should should I? Mm. It's words really do fail. You know, words really do fail you when you're trying to explain these things. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can't quite say like what exactly my philosophy is, but yeah, stay true to yourself. Say it out loud. Yeah. Do what you want. You also don't have to justify yourself mm-hmm. to mm. anyone. You shouldn't have to, you know, if if you if labels are unhelpful for you, why should you have to create them or adapt like adopt them mm. for the comfort of other people? You know, like it's not yeah. it's not fair for somebody else to say, I'm uncomfortable with you not being in a category why uh, you know if here's that's, a list check one pick one <laughs> um if that's not you know helpful for you doesn't have i've happen. just made a really as, uh, as, kind of face as, <laughs> as cats will it's tell us medium. it is much nicer to get into the box than to have the box forced onto you so yeah just be a cat that's yeah. a good one that's Thank an you. excellent analogy I worked hey. on that for a whole two minutes yeah. before talking. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for being blessing and, um, us with your time. <laughs> thank you for your presence, us your over. dulcet tones. I guess that's Got it in there finally. <laughs> uh, for everyone out there in podcast listening land, I would like to say I'm um, bringing it back. You have survived 100% of days. Woo! I've been thinking about that lately. You have survived 100% that's of days. That's my motto. You've oh, wow, survived 100% of yeah. days. So I mean, you have a days. 100% success rate. Yeah, congrats. Keep that up because. Mm. You're going to do amazing. Um, yeah. Past performance is an indicator of future results. And yeah. you got you got straight sevens, baby. You are valid and we <laughs> love you. Remember to drink water and exercise. If you want. If well, I mean, you should exercise That's and drink water. helpful for you. Do I got <laughs> yeah, a little Vodka bit. Vodka is not water. Vodka is not water. But they look the same. I know they look the same. <laughs> it's vinegar. It's vinegar. <laughs> okay, we're going we're gonna to talk about this. Later. Bye. Delish. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Fork, hello. Fork, hi. You know what you need to be doing? You need to be listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories. Dog breeds. Dog tips and tricks. Dog puns. Dog jokes. Dog everything. Out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.